nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast that reviews the movies and talks that nerd shit. Happy 2023 to everybody. And as always, it is an energy kind of here to host the show alongside my wonderful co-host, Young Yoda. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to um, the first, January 1st, 2023. We made it to another year. Yep. And this is your review of Todd Field's Tar. Tar. What a great movie to start the year off with. This is a very late episode. This was actually supposed to be the last review of 2022. But I think Brad and I finally realized Christmas week. Yep. Christmas been, week we, until New Year's. Take that off. We've been doing this for seven years and it never works out any year. So we are just going to take those weeks off. Nope. As much forward. as we try, we cannot absolutely fine time no we literally we literally i was sitting here i was waiting for roll and then shit just popped off over on his end <laughs> when you think like it's just not possible y'all like my internet oh, i like i had family in one house so i said okay let me go to the house in the back let's go to the trailer and then like no because your internet sucks ass over there and you can't yeah. fucking use the internet there and then i'm like okay well, there's so we many people at my house. Maybe we can get you like a Wi-Fi extender or something for that area. Might be an know, idea. Brad. I don't know. I don't even live there anymore, Brad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, um, Brad, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, bro. Um, Happy New Year. I hope Merry you're doing Christmas. Well. Uh, if Kylie's in the chat, yes, this is pre-recorded. Uh, Kylie, I'm sorry. It's okay, Kylie. Um, it's okay, you'll you'll live. You'll live we're it. we're literally taking any chance we can get to record at this time. Yeah. Just so we can. Yeah. If you see three episodes of the Nerdcore this week, I'm sorry. You you saw three episodes. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. It's yeah. what we do. Yeah. Well, you know what's it called? We got to play catch up a little bit. Uh, we got to finish up Anya's Varda month. We have to give you all our top ten of 2022, and of course we have to what's it called? Uh, talk about Tar. But uh, Brad, before we get into any of that. How are you, Brad? How were the week? How was the holidays? And uh, yeah. Um. So, past three days, I've been uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty schnookered, pretty uh, pretty inebriated. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm feeling a lot better today. Um, yeah. A lot less alcohol. I actually got a workout in. Um, the cold that I've been having for like two weeks is finally like leaving. And so I've been able to like kind of go back into that whole mode of, okay, you know, make my body feel better because like I have been suffering for the past week, at least. I'm sorry to hear that, Brad. Um, it, it, no one's fault. I just got a cold and it was like, it was horrid. It just would not leave. It's just like, the, I think it's the longest cold I've ever had. Dude. 
a cold during the holidays is not fun. No, I, I mean, I tested. It wasn't COVID, so at least it wasn't COVID. Because you remember two years ago, I had COVID during the holidays. Yeah. And this was back when they basically quarantined you into your house. And you didn't leave. Yeah. Well, Brad, I'll tell you this. It's a cold of. We had a lot of food. We had a lot of. Uh, no, we had, we had planned for there to be a lot of people at our house. Let's go. We still had a good amount of people. But not as many to justify the amount of food we had. Yeah. So I had a lot of tamales this week. A lot. A lot. Wake up, eat tamales. Eat dinner, eat tamales. Next day, wake up, eat tamales. Time for dinner, tamales. I'm tired of tamales. I mean, you can send some my way. I would if I could, Brad. I really would. Um, But I'm okay. Um, What's it called? Um... I, what's it called? Uh, didn't, what's it called? I don't get presents anymore because I'm a grown ass man. And in my family, once you graduate high school, that's it. You don't get gifts anymore. I mean, I, I kind of get that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, we still, still send you gifts. Nice. We still send, yeah. you still get gifts from your friends. Yeah, true. Like, I, I got a fork like... it. Yeah. From, yeah. I, I got Pulp Fiction from Rachel. Um, I gifted myself. Um, this limited edition of Lux Eterna. I mean, that's day. that's generally how my holidays go. Like, like I just tell Brenda, like, I'm just gonna buy myself shit, and that'll be my Christmas yeah. present. Fuck it, because I just do that anyway. Yeah. So literally, just bought just a shit ton of these like Italian cookbooks. So that's that's like what I'm collecting now. Um, Italian books. Yeah, but like my parents and stuff, like they'll give gifts, but it's mostly like you know, it's not shit that's like fun or anything it's like oh here's some clothes you know yeah here, here's here here's some like like um pajamas or socks or you know stuff that like i hey, probably won't buy so for cool, myself though. through the year but it's stuff like i'll need yeah so i'm so when you're a kid you always hate to like oh yeah i got a fucking shirt or socks yeah and now as a grown-ass adult i'm like god damn, i need his fucking socks <laughs> Socks and underwear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I make it, I make it towards the end of the year, so it just re up, so I don't have to buy it during the year. So, so shall we get into this, Brad? Because I think we will be able to actually have a twenty-five minute conversation on this film. I, I think we should be able to get that at least. Yeah, it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure this movie's pretty fresh in your head. Oh yeah, yeah. So. My friends, without further ado, if you have not watched Tar, you should be able you should be able to watch it now. It's available on on demand. You can rent it, you can buy it. Go and do that. But if you care about spoilers, then you should probably get out of here if you haven't seen it. If you don't care about them, you can stay. Or you've probably already seen the film. I actually was able to watch the first screening of Tar. In in Texas, in Houston, wow. Texas, where I may or may not live. Houston, um, Atlanta, Vegas. Yeah. So, what I refer to do that is your spoiler warning, and it is in effect in a five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> God, it feels good to hear that sound again. On to yeah. a new year, new review. Let's go, roll. Yep. 
I'm I'm slowly starting to realize that my Bluetooth is not the best connection, so I'm just hearing you kind of cut out sometimes. It's okay. I can still kind of get a gist of what you say. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's what happens when you leave your cord at the office. So. That's why you need backup read. headphones. This one should have a backup cord. That that's true. You probably just buy the cord. My Astros, what's it called fucked up. Remember they broke. Yeah, they did. Yeah, just refused to work. So tar stylized as uh, tar. Uh, what's it called? Uh, in capital letters, is a 2022 psychological drama film written and directed by Todd Field, and starring Kate Blanchett. The film follows the life and downfall of a renowned composer and conductor. The supporting cast includes Noemi Merlot. Brad, you may know her from Portrait of a Lady on Fire, who played um, not the girl, what's it called, who was being like, who was, what's it called, uh, going to get married, but mm-hmm. yeah. Nina Haas, Sophie Carr, Julian Glover, Alan Cordoner, and Mark Strong. It premiered at the 79th Venice International Film Festival in September 2022, where Blanchette won the Volpi Cup for Best Actress. It had a limited theatrical release in the United States on October 7, 2022, before a wide release on October 28th by Focus Features. It received claim from critics who lauded Blanchette's performance, Field's direction and screenplay, and its cinematography, editing, and sound design. Both the New York Film Critics Circle and Los Angeles Film Critics Associations named it their best film of 2022. Will the South Texas Film Critics Association name it their, their best film of 2022? We don't know. You'll have to find out this month. Wink, wink. Will the nerdies call it the best film of 2022? You'll have to find out later this month. Wink, wink. Tune in. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Yeah. While it was also deemed one of the year's best of the American Film Institute, at the 80th Golden Globe Awards, it received nominations for Best Motion Picture Drama, Best Screenplay, and Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. Will they win those awards? You'll just have to tune in to this channel right here. Wink, wink. The film was named Best Picture of the Year by Vanity Fair, The Atlantic, Variety, The Hollywood Reporter, Entertainment Weekly, and IndieWire's annual poll of 165 critics worldwide. Despite the positive reviews, the film has grossed $5.6 million against a combined production and marketing budget of $35 million. Pre-release marketing for Tar, along with the use of real-life critics like Adam Gopnik in the film speaking on the central character as a real person, left the impression that the movie was a traditional biopic about an actual conductor and not a work of fiction. Hmm. <laughs> um, cinematography is done by Florian uh, Hofmeister. Um, <coughs> I have no idea who's this, uh, oh, uh, German cinematographer and director projects. Yes, we're okay. I do not know any of these edited by Monica will the music is done by, uh, uh, Hildor Goldetreiter who did the score for Joker in 2019. And, um, it sits at two hours and 38 minutes. And of course, it's made $5.6 million on a $35 million budget. So it's not success. But as I've told Brad, I, I as I told Brad, but I, I feel like this is definitely those, uh, you know, award season films. Like these really don't matter if they make all that money. It's about what awards are going to pick up at the, at the big ones. So, you know, that's where that money comes from. 
Brad, hmm. I would like to get your thoughts first here. What are your initial thoughts on Tar? Uh, first off, yeah, off a $35 million budget and you get $5 million, this is definitely for the award shows. Yeah, pretty much. So that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, starting off with the good stuff, like I really enjoyed the acting in this. Like the acting is phenomenal in this. Um, most of the story is good. Uh, my my one issue with this film is that first act is slow. It's slow building up, and then it gets into it because I think they just go full force into, hey, it's this you know concerto and yada yada, and I'm just sitting there like I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> And then it just ramps up into the rest of the story, which is like this woman's like horror film for herself that she's creating just because she's kind of a like megalomaniac or, you know, in, in that form, she's micromanager and she like steps on people all the time. Like she's just not an overly great. I don't want to say person, but like boss, you know, she's not a yeah. good boss. And when you're not a good boss, Shit's gonna bite you in the ass, especially if your employees like decide to like fuck you over. Um, but this story by the end of it is really good. Like it, it is, it is impressive. You feel you do kind of feel that uh, two hours and thirty eight minutes, especially in the beginning. But by the end of it, you're you're just like that was impressive. Brad, was I wrong or was I right about? No, what's it called the ending like that ending makes it all so worth it brad i mean that ending is pretty hilarious in itself <laughs> especially when you realize like when it like like because she gets up there she's you know she goes to china and she's like just going to be conducting try to get her life back together and she's just sitting there with the students or her her i guess concerto and it pans over to everyone in these like just yeah cosplay suits and it's like it, it is it clicks in your you, head and you're like yeah, it clicks in your head and then you just die laughing and you're like yeah well she's probably still getting really paid really well for this so you know she'll bounce back in in that form but it's definitely a long fall uh yeah my my other favorite part of this is when she bum rushed that freaking <laughs> the conductor and <laughs> this is my score motherfucker i'm like damn like that like everyone at that show you whatever they paid was worth it <laughs> oh yeah where she just like completely steps out and like what's it called uh she trips she falls and like she tries to do it and then they help her and she's like <laughs> but but it, it starts out like she's hiding in the bathroom and she gets down and she like bum rushes his ass and it's just like holy god it's you like know? and you did if you thought your career like her career like could have bounced back before that but after that, it was like, well, now you got to go to a different country. <laughs> yep. Um, I agree with Brad. Kate Blanchett's performance is incredible. I mean, look, y'all, what's it called? I am completely on the Michelle Yeoh train here. I, I, I think Michelle Yeoh is the best uh, female performance of last year. It's in, she is incredible in everything, everywhere, all at once. That's why I want to win Best Actress. That's why I see winning Best Actress. But holy hell, man, is Blanchette on another level in this movie. Like, she is a commanding presence in this movie where she is giving her 
110% into this role. And like she embodies Lydia Tar to the point to the point that you're like, is this a real person? Because like well, this that, feels that, like a real I mean. person. Like, like it, like it literally says people thought this was a biopic, and she goes all out into it and like kind of feels like that. Yeah. Uh I really like Todd Fields like direction here, especially because like, I think it's so interesting. Like, obviously I think we shouldn't be playing, uh, playing around the bush here. This is a film about, uh, about, you know, power dynamics and like into an extent cancel culture to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially the teaching that, that teaching, because, yeah. because I, you can kind of see that going, like you, you saw where that whole scene was yeah. going and you knew it was going such to an incredibly there. film scene, by the way, the way that yeah. that whole thing is blocked is incredible. But what I really appreciate from Todd Field's script and his direction here is that the movie never tells you to take Lydia Tarr's side. But they also, but the movie also doesn't tell you to take the side of the victim. Mm-hmm. It's kind of being like, this is what I'm presenting to you. These are what's happening. This is what's happening. You are the one to make your, what's it called, decision on what you think is happening. And I think that that's what even makes this movie better. Is that you're never like fed this idea of like who do you have to agree with? Like I don't think the movie cares about whether you agree with somebody. It's more like look at the fall of fall from grace of this like renowned composer. And, and, and so how how easy it can happen and how quickly it can happen. Yeah. And it, I I mean I love his little details where he like he's showing like your your TikTok version of where they've just literally cut out like just cut everything like, yeah. the whole dialogue that she had with this student which makes you know it was really good dialogue like it made a lot of sense in ways they just cut it just to make her look just yeah. completely shitty and, and to be fair I mean, that's kind she of what was kind of being she was kind of she being was shitty. she was but she was, like she was trying to make a point too yeah she's trying to make a point but she's kind of coming off a little bit of a bitch yeah, like but, trying but, to sh- once again show her power dynamic or power, like yeah. But that's the, the thing, screens. though. In the movie, she is a bitch. Like, but but yeah. you know, do you get that just from culture saying she's a bitch? Because you know, yeah. this is a very strong female character, and yeah. usually when that's around, like, but there are parts in this where you go, you shouldn't have done that. Like, you know, yeah. there, there's there's parts like that student scene, like she's trying to teach a lesson i don't think she goes full mode in that but there's other stuff like you know yeah. she she basically has someone that it, she she's like teaching and should be taking part and she just goes over her just to get someone else because she's afraid of how it's going to look mostly yeah. because of bad behavior in the past from her yeah. so it, I, I mean she steps on a lot of people just to try and cover like what she's done and yeah. we're never really told the full story of that. Like we we get like little bits and pieces of what happened with a previous, I guess, student, and then you know you get the story of the student uh, committing suicide, and then you get yeah. her in a dream sequence. Do we know if that's real or not? I don't know. Yeah. Which, by the way, y'all, we're not calling her a bitch to be disrespectful. What's it called? Uh, the the student actually calls her a bitch. Yeah, yeah, she does. Like, he literally <laughs> walks out and goes, "Bitch, bitch." Like, you goes, "You have to be such a bitch." <laughs> but but, but um, she was, she was making, she was making good point of, you know, and it's what we come into always is where, where do you draw the line? Where do you go with, how do you separate the creator and the art? 
we yeah. run into that all the damn time. Like, like, mean, like there's directors yeah. who were just straight up assholes who we like we enjoy their movies. Oh yeah, like I, I, Stanley Kubrick is a fucking asshole, <laughs> just, man. Just asshole. I fucking love his movies, but like, and there's and that's not the only example in this movie where Lydia Tarr is what's it called overstepping her power as a person and as a what's it called as a person here. She has a multiple. The time. first example you actually get is with her kid. When she finds out that one of her kids is like when her kid is being like bullied, mm-hmm. like she decides to go to the kid and like basically like like she, I think she threatens her. her. Yeah, yeah, you don't get which is it's great in that they don't give you the subtitles for it. You don't know what's happening, but you know she's speaking in German, and you know she's yeah. telling that kid off. Oh, you didn't so get a, you didn't get said had an effect. <laughs> Brad, you didn't get subtitles. I didn't get subtitles for that. Oh, because in the movie, it actually tells her like God's gonna punish you or like something oh, like shit. that. Like she like tells her like in like if I can remember correctly, like God is going to strike you down and you'll see that you're gonna regret ever messing with my daughter. She's saying like that, that to like to like a six year old. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I didn't get the dialogue. I didn't get like any of the German yeah. dialogue. Yeah, it just didn't pop up. Well, what's it called? Uh, we'll have to see how that works next time. But, um, um, but that's just, it's crazy to me. But, and then like, but you know, Lydia Tarr, of course, what's it called? Uh, she, she has a partner. Uh, she has, mm-hmm. she's, she's a, what's it called? Uh, and I, and I like that she brings this up, like in, in that class scene where she's like, you know, you think it was going to be easy for me to come up? Like, I'm a, like, she would call herself a U-Haul lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, which by the way, Brad, if you don't know what a U-Haul lesbian is, I do not. it is, is a lesbian? This the lesbians that like what's it called? Move in with each other after like the first couple of weeks after date of, of dating. Oh. Okay. Now I know. <laughs> Learned something today. <laughs> so like she's like yeah and like and what's it called? I throughout this whole movie, which by the way, Nina Haas is great in this film too. Um, I still I sit down and I'm there. I'm like, why is she staying with her? Why is this woman like going through every all of these? You know, trials and tribulations of what Lydia Tarr is putting this woman through. Why is she still with her? And of course, it's like the power that she has over her. Like, yeah. well, it's more that, beneficial that's... for you to stay with me than me to stay with you. Yeah, I, I mean, and yeah, that's the, well, that's what happens is it comes to a point where, where um, she falls from grace and that's the chance she gets to fucking run with the yeah. kid. Um, because, again, it's it's another of those, it's just when you're in that kind of position, you know, even if this, even if you know what's true of like, I didn't do anything. Like I, it's yeah. all perspective. It's all what's getting shown and it's kind of, but it is like leading. Let, let's be real here. Lydia Tarr wanted to sleep with her, her celloist. Um, yeah. Like that was very like... apparent and the wife yeah. could see that, but. And I'm like, pretty sure the one who committed any... suicide was one of her lovers too. Yeah, did she technically do anything with her? No, but it's no. that whole perception of like you're you're very telling, especially when you're moving your your first chair celloist, and you're making them compete because you want to gain favor with this new celloist, and that's the thing is you just see this throughout the film of Lydia fucking over like any any employees, any of her friends, her family, she just. I don't know if she's 
knows what she's doing or she's just very um that's just how she is she's kind of manipulating uh yeah pretty damn good at manipulating the situation i mean to the point where that old man brad yeah like, he's she's been like, there for 30 years or something to retire and even he gets a sense of like what the hell are you telling me like yeah we're not even and it's like and then she's able to like you know, reverse the situation and make it around her and be like, what are you talking? Like, are you like, you're putting it on me, like manipulating him to feel bad. And it's just, she's really good at what she does y'all. And like, and, and to the point where it's like, it's scary in a way, like how she's able to manipulate the situation. But I, and I think that what's great is like, and I wish we would have gotten just a little more context here in a little bit of more time. But when she goes back home and she goes to her, like her parents' house, and she's kind of like, they kind of tell her like, you know, like you've, you've changed and you've become something way worse than what you are. And like, and it's just like where that starts to like become a real thing. But I I also really like when she goes to Asia where everything really starts to sit in, Brad. Like where it's mm -hmm. like, I really fucked up where she goes to the, get them to get a massage. And, it's, and, it's <laughs> and she didn't those... realize that it's a happy ending place. Yeah. It, 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 it's a house prostitution, of prostitution. Right? Yeah. 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 And she was just disgusted because first of all, I'm pretty sure a lot of those were young girls, like really young. Well, and, and then she, can, can you imagine just having a room and being like mm, number five? Yeah. Just, just that whole, and she, she literally just wanted like a massage, yeah. but you, you know, that's, it's kind of the culture in a lot of these areas. Yeah. But it's just also like the way that she, what's it called? A, uh, um, that they're kind of lined up like an orchestra too. It's like even like yeah. th that's what I'm telling you. Like Tuffield's directing here is just fantastic. Like there's like if we're gonna go back to the to the scene where there's what's it called a uh, with a with a class scene. Um, I don't know if this was intentional, but I would I, I'm gonna go ahead and shout out the Misfit Pond, the Misfit Pond, the Misfit Pond on YouTube did a great scene analysis of that of that scene, and he brings up uh from from the guy from the channel brings up when she sits down in front of the class. In front of that orchestra, the what's it called? Uh, the 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 students lined up, kind of make this like angelic figure of like wings, mm -hmm. and it kind of like like that pattern kind of makes it look like an like wings, as if like Lydia Tarr is like this angel and like the god that she kind of believes that she is, and like she's the savior of like orchestra music and stuff. And it's just, I just I think about how great, how incredibly directed this movie is by Todd Field. The only thing, like I said, I agree with you, Brad. I think the pacing in the first act is really slow. And it's just like, I think that when you're dealing with something like this, I know it's a slow burn, but I feel like if you're going to, I feel I much rather prefer the slow burn in the second act than I do in the first, because yeah, you got to get, get your attention. In. Like your yeah. attention is eventually gone in the second act and you're, it's kept, it's kept throughout the rest of the yeah. film, but it's that first act where it's like, it, it was kind of a struggle for at least the first 20, 30 minutes of like, kind of getting through you know he's laying the foundation down but yeah. just to get through that and actually get to where the actual story kind of starts it's a, it was a little difficult um yeah. i do like i do like the dynamic he sets and you know part of me is rooting for lydia tar to fail and then mm -hmm. another part of me is wanting her to you know succeed and that's really difficult to do, to create a character so complex that you don't know what you want to have from that character. Yeah. Like, I, st like, I still want to see, because 
you know, did Lydia Tar deserve that in, in some form? But the way it went down, not completely. She, no. she like like you know, people were were putting daggers in her back there, and they they were skulking around and waiting for any opportunity to put her down. And so, yeah, do I want to see her come back? Yeah, put a sequel and make that bitch come back. <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, Red, I believe there's like a short film coming out that is in the Tar universe. And I was, I just started thinking like, the fuck is the Tar? Like, you're not going to make a universe out of these movies. Like, Tar, Tar's what's it called? Adventures of Tar in, in Asia as she performs I, I the need, next I Monster need, Hunter. Here's what I need. I need Whiplash to be in the Tar universe. I need J.K. Just... Simmons and fucking Lydia Blanchett to eventually come to head <laughs> <laughs> to scare Ew. all their students ever. <laughs> yup. Here's the thing, bro. Is that not quite what... my tempo, Lydia? Yeah, and it's and by the way, it's not funny at all what these very very evil characters do. No. But like, you gotta be fuck. It's fucking wild. Like, imagine a double bill of Whiplash and Tar back to back, like. I don't know if I'd be able to take the energy from both J.K. Simmons and Kate Blanchett in this movie, these movies back to back. That'd be good though. That'd be if I had a theater, yeah. I would do that. Oh man, but um a great movie. I love this movie, y'all. I'm gonna go ahead and give my final verdict here. I'm gonna go ahead and give this an eight and a half out of ten. It's really good. I just wish the uh, that pacing worked better. I like I said, Brad, like I told Brad, I I like I prefer the slow burn to start in the second act because I think that that's where you need to digest a lot of what's happening. When you're really starting this film, you need to pick up that pace so that way we can get into the story. Let the slow burn start at the second act so that way we can digest it. And then in the third act, that should just like let it finish up. And I think that that's this third act is fantastic. I oh, think yeah. it's worth freaking <laughs> with knows. a great ending. Like, like great ending. it's a very unexpected when you tell me like, wait till the end, bro. And I'm like, fucking concert goddamn movie like monster what's gonna happen at hunter, the end? monster hunter freaking <laughs> concert which you can just see it like because you don't you see her but you know deep down inside lydia tar is saying i can't believe i'm fucking doing this shit right now like yeah, she feels uh, like she's so above this she, bro well she, because you know her peak and you know like the steps she took and like how she, she was at the top and, of her game how she had went and micromanaged everything her whole into a whole entire life for her to be at the top. And then, you know, just these few missteps and these few people scurrying around trying to take her down. And now she's in China. Yeah. Doing monster yeah. hunter. <laughs> yeah. Which by the way, Brad, it's not China. It's the Philippines. It says the Philippines. The Philippines. Yeah. Sorry. I thought but, it was China. Um, yeah. It doesn't really tell you. Yeah, apparently here it says it's conducting an orchestra in the Philippines. So, yeah. but yeah, crazy man. Um, oh man, man. So, um, Brad, what is your final verdict here? I'm going to give this movie a solid eight out of ten. All right, Brad. All right. Um, we will see if Kate Miss Ka Miss Kate Blanchett makes it to the uh, Golden Nerdies nominations. But uh, stay tuned for that. But this has been your review of Tar. Um, I'm really happy that we finally got to talk about this film because this was one that I was very looking forward to Brad to watch. I said, Brad, you got to watch this because this is, is like, I've never, I haven't, I haven't watched a movie in a while where I just said, oh my God, that ending was completely worth it. We're like, you know, there's some endings where it's like, okay, you did a good job in wrapping it up and all like, I'm pretty satisfied. But this was an ending where I was like, 
this is the one of the best things I've seen in a while now, where it's like you know that this character absolutely despises what this end what's happening in this ending right now. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying like they I really like if they're yeah. doing a short film or a sequel, I want to see her take take that massive, you know, just internal fucking anger and come back better than ever. That's what I want. Yeah. Which, by the way, <laughs> like, I never put up the spoiler. We thought she was bad before. Bring it. <laughs> I never put up the spoilers banner. I'm sorry, y'all. That's the way... They'll get over it. It's the first day back. It's the first day back. Yeah, you it's guys. the first gotta, day gotta... of the fir- uh, of the year. So y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all, y'all can... Y'all, y'all can, can just bear okay. with us, right? Y'all can live with it. Yep. <laughs> so, um, of course, y'all, thank you so much for, for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, please do leave a like on the video and go ahead and subscribe to the channel. And when you're subscribing, click on that beautiful notification bell so that way you don't miss a single piece of content that comes to the channel. Of course, if you can, please go and check us out on all our social media. We're at thenerdcore.com for our website. We're on the nerdcore underscore on Twitter. Soon to be just the nerdcore whenever Elon decides that he's going to ho- go ahead and delete these inactive uh, accounts. Someday, but of course, you can, you can go again and get access to this episode a day early before anybody else gets to listen to it by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcore and joining the $1 tier to get early access and a bunch of ca- back catalog stuff. So. Go and check that out, y'all. Of course, we want to thank each and every one of you all for listening. If you're in the chat, thank you for chatting. And, of course, I believe we still, what's it called? Uh, we're still acknowledging some of our legacy members here. So we want to thank Shane, Brad, our executive producer. <laughs> you can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at thriftedil or go buy something from the Suffy God at Prison City Vintage in Illinois. Thank you so much, uh, Shane. I uh, wish I would have been there to attend the New Year's Eve party, but also I'm glad I'm not there because it's probably freaking cold right now. So, and I'm you probably can't get a flight out, especially if you're on yeah. Southwest. Yeah, all all my brother's flights were canceled to go oh, back to here. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I, I'm sorry, y'all, if y'all had to go through that, but you know what, y'all, it's 2023. We're starting it off with this tar review, so we'll see you all. Later, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Check out our next episode. It's going to be our top 10 films of 2022. From there, we're going to go ahead and finish up with Anis Vardamant by looking at the next on the final film, Jacob uh, Jacob de Nantes. And then we're going to be starting our new theme month here as we look at the films of Hong Kong filmmaker Wong Kar Wai. I'm excited, Brad. I'm excited. We got to watch The Grandmaster. Now mm-hmm. I get to introduce Brad to Wong Kar Wai and have him watch some of his more famous works. So without further ado, Brad, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. And let's go ahead and send him out. All right, Raul, thank you being host as always. Thank you to all those, as this is a pre-recording, thank you to all those who will listen. Thank you to all those who are going to be in the chat. We will not be here because, again, we're doing this from the up. past. <laughs> so thank you all. Uh, thank you to all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And um, to end this, I'm just going to say New Year, same us. We're going to do what we always do. Let's get it, roll. Young Yoda out. <laughs>